anyone claiming that America's economy is in decline is peddling fiction. I've abandoned free market principles to save the free market system. But we have to pass the bill so that you can uh, find out what is in it. Raising the debt ceiling does not increase our debt. It does not somehow promote profligacy. I know words. I have the best words. Nobody knows the system better than me, which is why I alone can fix it. All right, all right. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Peddling Fiction Podcast. I, of course, am your host, the voice and soul of so-called fiction on this lovely Wednesday afternoon and back with me after doing, I'm sure was what amounts to a bunch of hillbilly shit is Justin Hillbilly Boy Campbell. What's happening? Oh, nothing too much. I don't know if it technically qualifies as hillbilly shit. Just putting up putting up drywall all weekend. Yeah, yeah, that's not necessarily hillbilly. I've done that, unfortunately. Oh, man. Well, I think uh, regardless, both of us had a better... Uh, couple of days than donald trump <laughs> or at least the people who are hanging out at his house uh, or at mar-a-lago yeah yeah so uh what are your first reactions to this uh unprecedented move of having the fbi raid a former president's residence it's it is pretty insane the lengths to which they will go to keep donald trump as public enemy number one at least as far as the left is concerned what what's the purpose of this now i i I know there's supposedly some documents that he may have taken from the white like what could possibly be there that's warranting this that's that's going to be so damning that it's going to be like this is the new thing that they're going to are they going to impeach him a second time since he's been removed from office like that it's just yeah i i wondered when he lost what they would do when he stopped being relevant and apparently nothing they're they're just going to keep him relevant forever because they don't have another play like that if 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 donald trump isn't the boogeyman then it just points all of the attention on how terrible the democrats are doing so so they they have to keep doing this that's true. Yeah, this does really smack of desperation. And every time they've gone after him, it's been v- like just so desperate, like grasping at straws, making a mountain out of a molehill, pick your fucking idiom or whatever. Like, I, I can't imagine that there's going to be anything there uh, based on what the initial reports of what this warrant is. And nobody Nobody seems to have seen this warrant. They showed it to like Trump's lawyer or something from like 10 feet away that wouldn't give her a copy, according to what, what I was reading today. And, you know, from what I understand, the warrant has to be pretty specific. Like you have to say, like, this is what we're looking for. This is where we think it is. Like, you can't just be like, yeah, we're going to search his house. <laughs> And so there has to be some reason that they went in there. And the reason that everybody's talking about is that he has like uh, like some sort of presidential classified document horseshit that they're going after him for. Like he's been mishandling documents. Um, and if, if that's if that's what you're going to use to to go after a, a former president. Man, is that a. Uh, <laughs> Is that a slippery slope for uh, the administrations to come? Because there's plenty that you could go after former presidents for, uh, Donald Trump included, if you wanted to, if you wanted to turn this into like a political enemy type game where you just go after your fucking opponents to make sure they can't run against you or to, you know, scare them into not running, to scare their, um, you know, constituents into not voting for them or something like that. And, and to have something 
what seems as flimsy is that like this was just a, a fishing expedition. To me, it seems like they use this uh, classified document mishandling bullshit in order to get their foot in the door. And then they're just going to turn everything over and see if there's anything there that they can use against him. And it sounds like he wasn't even there. Like he was, he was at Trump Towers in New York at the time right. that it happened. And like it's the whole thing is kind of silly. Plus, um, it's there has been a lot of stuff that's come out about the judge who, the judge who issued this warrant. Um, Typically, a judge of that standing with a warrant of this caliber would kick it up to a higher level judge. But this is one of those um, extremely progressive activist type judges. So he went ahead and pushed it through. Uh, like a lot of stuff coming out around this is is pretty pretty shady, to to put it mildly. Well, I, I think it has to be in order to get some like this much leeway to do something like this like this is as far as like the the swamp is concerned and the people that really buy into this idea of of government and you know they put all these uh, politicians and presidents and former presidents up on these pedestals this is like a huge deal all of like the the, the republican um not necessarily like the republican establishment politicians but like the Republican talking heads are like legitimately livid about this. Like the Mark Levines of the world. Uh, I saw uh, what's his name? Crowder. Steven Crowder was like fucking going off for like hours on his channel about this. They are like so upset and beside themselves for a number of reasons. A, like their guy Trump is being taken down, but like the FBI is being weaponized and, you know, they're a big back the blue kind of, uh, kind of group and i think this is just like sort of the last the last straw in terms of like credibility that these institutions had in those circles and and to get that much leeway from uh you know from a a judge's standpoint where you're going to issue a warrant based on what appears to be nothing Um, i mean if they had something i think we would have heard it by now (laughs) like this is why we're going in there somebody would have for sure fucking leaked it because everybody leaks things when it comes to Trump and we haven't heard anything. I'm a little, little gun shy after the whole uh, 10 year old rapist pregnancy thing to go on a limb here. But I mean, this is, if history is any indication, they've got nothing on Teflon Don. They're going to come up with like some stupid bullshit that literally nobody actually cares about. And then they're going to blow that up into like, this is the end of the world because Donald Trump mishandled this document or like there's something in his tax returns that we're supposed to care about. It really is just pathetic. Yeah, that was the that was the other thing in all of this that that also kind of quietly happened while Trump's uh, while Mar-a-Lago was getting raided was they also got um, a subpoena or something to or what they're going to be able to subpoena his tax records. Like they've been after his tax records for since before he got elected president for some reason, like he's arguably one of the most audited people in the country. Uh, like what, if there was something going on suspicious with his taxes, pretty sure that would have been, yeah, all well, over the place so already. far i mean pretty soon there'll, there'll be people that have been more audited than donald trump <laughs> based on this new legislation that we'll get into later in the show but yeah i can't imagine being in that sort of position where you have all those businesses and you're there's a lot of money changing hands i can't imagine he hasn't been audited several fucking times and, and you know again they've been after him for the better part of a decade And they've got nothing like they don't even have a shred of anything that people would actually care about. Even the ones with fucking Trump derangement syndrome, that if they actually had something, they would be going ballistic. But they're trying to, like, gin themselves up enough to care about January 6th. That's that's basically where they're at right now. We started with Russiagate, which proved to be a giant nothing burger. And then there was 
Russian or not Russian, uh, Ukrainian stuff, which also proved to be a giant nothing burger. Mm-hmm. Then they went with January 6th, which they've drug out for a year and a half. That has proven to be basically nothing as well. Uh, like every every time they try throwing something, like you said, I mean, he's Teflon Don, nothing will stick to him. And the really funny thing, which gets no coverage whatsoever, is the uh, the fact that after all of the Russian collusion stuff wrapped up, that they ended up discovering that it was the Hillary campaign that had most of the uh, connections and, and communications with, with Russia. So Yeah. Well, that's the other like unbelievable aspect of this story is that not only was the FBI caught fucking messing with, uh, with records, lying to the FISA courts to get warrants and things like that, but the, Hillary Clinton and the Clinton campaign was doing everything that they accused Donald Trump of doing to a T and sometimes even more so like they did more than they actually accused him of doing. And there's no interest in going after him for that. Nothing. Uh, There was that thing, you know, during the 2016 campaign where she got busted, like fucking wiping like 40,000 emails or 30,000 emails off her fucking hard drive, like destroying fucking at, destroying things that had been subpoenaed. Right. They'd subpoenaed these records and she fucking destroyed them. Am I remembering this correctly? Uh, there is literally a clip from CNN where these two right wing guys are talking about how she or Hillary had people destroy 13 um, iPads and and blackberries or something like that with like, they literally destroyed them with hammers and bleach and the, the, um, the journalist or the, uh, the reporter who's like talking to these guys at the time, she's like, hang on, hang on. We need to fact check this on the fly and goes and throws it to the other guy who's on this panel. And he goes, yeah, that's actually correct. They did destroy all that shit with hammers and and bleach. (laughs) She she thought she was going to throw it in these dudes face, like fact check it. No, they didn't actually do that. And he's like, yeah, they they, they actually did that. They are that fucking blatant with it. And there's no appetite to go after those types of people. It's only Donald Trump. And it's like they have nothing to go after him for. If he did anything remotely resembling what the Clinton campaign would have done, then they would have come back with something and there could be like legitimate outrage. But I just can't, especially after what he went through being in the White House for four years and having every fucking alphabet agency spying on him, stabbing him in the back, leaking everything. I can't imagine that he's just going to leave stuff laying around his fucking house. I mean, he's a he's a fucking cartoonish buffoon, but he's not completely retarded. He can't be that stupid. I mean, even if you did do something, you don't leave it laying around your house for a couple of years while they're having these hearings, while you're like supposedly co- cooperating with the FBI and their investigations. <laughs> like, dude, you get rid of that shit. That's. And what what could it possibly be like? What did what would he have been able to get out of the White House with him? Because, you know, like they were dotting every I and crossing every T and scrutinizing every move he made before he left the White House. Like the establishment hated him that much. They weren't letting him take anything that was going to have a potential to to hurt them down the road. I mean, he, he did enough damage while he was in office, just kind of pulling the curtain back and and showing things for what it was. He, for, for all the failures of the Trump administration to not get anything really particularly significant done in terms of, uh, you know, drawing down a lot of the government overreach stuff like fixing a lot of the problems that he campaigned on they did they did a minimal amount on uh at least he didn't start any new wars um and then and then a little bit of criminal justice reform nothing like huge but it was a step in the right direction but like the the main accomplishment of the trump administration was the fact that he just got up there and said all the quiet parts out loud and, and really kind of pulled the curtain back and like all the things that are a lot of things that, you know, people like us would say, Hey, this is what's actually going on in the background. He would just get up there and tell you, Hey, look, this is what's actually going on. So, so with all of that, like there's no way they were letting him take anything out of the white house with him that was going to be of any significant value. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That was the, the beauty of him being up there. It was just, 
he would just say things that everyone, like most people are just kind of thinking like, why do we even have NATO? <laughs> like just things like that, where you're just like, Oh yeah. Why, why do we still have fucking NATO going on? And like, what, why are we doing this? And why are we doing that? Like, this doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense from like the American people's perspective, but from the empire's perspective, it makes perfect sense. And they do not like it when you mess with the fucking, the deep state was in control of everything. They had their fucking cake. They were eating it too. They liked the way things were. And, and Trump comes in there. He's like, yeah, no, I'm not going to really go along with, I'll, I'll kind of go along with everything, but I'm not going to do all the shit that you would have had like George W. Bush do or something like that. And yeah, I am kind of just like a loose cannon. You never know what I'm going to say. And they just can't have that. They are freaking out over the potential of him running again in 2024. I mean, that's clearly, this is, you know, at a minimum, just an intimidation tactic. But I think they're they're trying to find something that they can use to disqualify him from running again. Um, and, it, you know, I don't think they're going to be able to do that. And I, I really think that, well, I've never seen the, the Republican base this riled up before this could really backfire on them did you see the tweets from megan mccain and andrew yang that said like unless this is rock solid unless you you have like absolute unequivocal evidence of something that you're accomplishing with this raid uh you are effectively going to push trump towards martyr like closer to martyr status and guarantee him a 2024 victory. Like Megan McCain and Andrew Yang are both saying that. I think like, I think I heard yeah Andrew Yang's uh, reference before. I didn't see Megan McCain's, but but yeah, I mean this was like the these institutions. The the Republicans like really believed in this shit for a long time. They were like the biggest backers of of these uh, alphabet agencies. And since Trump took office, it's been like sort of this slow drip of like, whoa, they're really fucking corrupt. And how far are they going to go? And now they're they're going after a former president. That's like so sacrilege in the religion of the state. You're not you know, you can't do that. And when you do do that, like the initial reaction of a lot of people is like, oh, well, they must have something. They wouldn't just be doing this. And it's like, well, have you not been paying attention since 2016? Because they've gone out on much bigger limbs with nothing, <laughs> with absolutely nothing. Oh, they wouldn't just be like screaming Russia conspiracy and spending $20 million on an investigation for three years. Like they didn't have anything. It's like, yeah, no, they would. They absolutely would. And they did. And they will they will do this to him uh, just, you know, just for the optics. And they know that they're going to get, you know, uh, the corporate press to help spin it for them, provide them with, you know, carry their water. They, they don't have that much to uh, to really lose, I guess, at that point, because their credibility had been kind of shot. But, I mean, it wasn't beyond repair. Now I think it's beyond repair. Yeah, there's only so far you can go before. Uh, it's So it's kind of like the, the culture war stuff and the progressive push of the last 15 20 years or so is the like you can only push so far before people finally either wake up or get fed up and and over the last six years of the four years of trump's presidency and then just the continued insanity of the last two years and and the never-ending witch hunt uh i think they're pushing they're pushing the more traditionally conservative base further along that this is like that breaking point. Like we've had enough this it's time for something to change. Yeah. I don't, I don't see them having enough to justify what they just did as far as uh, these types of people are concerned. Now I, you know, being an anarchist, I don't really, uh, (laughs) I don't consider it like the, the biggest fucking no, no in the world to uh, raid a former president's house. But by their standards, this is a huge fucking deal. And I don't I don't see how they they could come back from this when it's just so obvious, um, obviously a, a political attack. 
you know, they, they're clearly going after him because of who he is and who he represents. And they, they don't want him to run again. It's, it just reeks of desperation. And it's almost, it reminds me of like playing a card game as kind of a weird analogy, but like against somebody that just like is on fire all night long. And that, you know, they're just getting like fucking straights, full houses. And like, they win like 20 hands in a row and you have like a pretty decent hand and there's like one card in the deck that could beat you. And there's like, there's no way you have this fucking ace. So I'm going all in. And of course they have that fucking ace. And it just seems like that's kind of what they're going for. Like Trump just keeps fucking winning at these hands of poker. And then they're like, there's, there's gotta be something. If we just raid his house, this huge fucking mansion, we have to be able to dig up enough to, uh, to make this work. And and man, it just, it reeks of desperation. I don't think they're going to be successful, um, but they will uh, have destroyed the uh, the credibility of the FBI. There's there's calls in like uh, mainstream circles now to abolish the FBI, which, you know, to us, that doesn't, that's not like a new idea. It's just funny to see these people being like, oh, the FBI is being political. It's like, yeah. Uh, here, here's the hard to swallow pill. They've always been political. <laughs> like you're now just catching on because they're going after Donnie Boy. Right. It's it's become more mainstream the way that they're behaving. But this is not. This is a new behavior. It's just new for no. them to be quite this uh, brazen yeah. about it. Yeah. Very. And I think the more desperate you get, the more brazen you become, and, and you're kind of seeing it all throughout uh, government with with everything they're doing there, it just seems like even they know that this whole fucking system is about to collapse and they might as well go for broke, which is, you know, if you know anything about like the history of other empires, like right before they collapsed, they start doing things like uh, hiring 87,000 more IRS agents to collect taxes. But Johnny, they're only going to be going after the top 2%. They will not be actually, they won't actually be targeting anybody who makes more than $20,000 a year. And they're definitely not going to be singling out people who have uh, exchanges of over $600 on Venmo and PayPal and Cash App. And they're definitely, definitely not going to go after all of your favorite OnlyFans girls. Of course not. No. And just like the income tax was only for the Rockefellers and the Carnegie's, you guys have nothing to worry about. The rest of you guys are getting a tax break because you're paying all of these excise, these import taxes. And we're going to do away with those. And we'll tax uh, Rockefeller and Carnegie, you know, one to 7%. And that'll be that. And now the, the poorest among us pay three times as much as the Rockefellers and the Carnegie's on a regular basis. It's no wonder uh, the American people uh, can't get ahead. They're saddled with fucking debt because, you know, 25% of their income goes to pay for this corrupt fucking bureaucracy that is, you know, it permeating every aspect of our lives. And it's fucking disgusting. It's absolutely disgusting what they're putting into these fucking bills now. This Inflation Reduction Act, oh God, it, it, it is infuriating what is in here. I mean, not only should it be, you know, titled the Inflation Increasing Act, increasing, yeah, increasing act, but the, you know, the, the stuff with the IRS, I find particularly infuriating, obviously, because taxation is theft. But just because it's such a blatant bait and switch that every American should be aware of and be able to identify. And you still see people being like, well, you know, if you paid all your taxes, you have nothing to worry about. Obviously, you know, the government would never weaponize an agency against the American people. It would never happen. No, the Obama administration didn't do that at the end of his No, they didn't go after reporters that were, uh, you know, um, accurately reporting on the abomination. They didn't get audited. There wasn't like a 10 to one fucking uh, audit differential between, um, you know, conservative leaning groups and people that had uh, donated to Republican campaigns. They weren't audited 10 times more than um, the, the liberal groups. Absolutely not. The theory is they're going to use this to go after small businesses like they didn't 
COVID and all of the lockdowns and restrictions did not go sufficiently far enough to crush all small business in the country. So they're going to use these new IRS agents to to crack down even further on small businesses and make sure that they put them completely out of business. That way it can only be the uh, corporatocracy that's running things. Yeah, I mean, there's just how could you be so fucking naive to think that 87,000 new agents, $80 billion budget increase, which is what, like uh, four or five times their, our, their budget already. I think their budget's like 12 billion or something. So they're going to get 80 billion more dollars a, a year. Um, oh, I have an article here. They put out an ad for a, um, I don't know if you call it an ad, but they put out a, uh, are we all going to, are we all applying for jobs? A job post. Yeah. Well, this, this job, um, one of the job requirements is to carry a firearm and be willing to use deadly force for the IRS. I I mean, this, if you think that they're hiring 87,000 people, um, they want these agents to be all over the world, be on call 24-7. These are all things that were listed in the, the job requirements. Carry a firearm, be able to use deadly force to just go after the 1% or the t- top 2%. How many top 2% people are there in the country? I was told it's only anywhere from two to 5% of IRS agents actually carry a firearm and would be doing something like that. Okay. That's still 4,000 more than it should be. That's still 4,000 new uh, gun toting IRS agents. Like, yeah, you're not, and you're not going after, you're not going after white collar top 2% no, tax criminals. It, with economics firearms. don't work out for them that way. Be, I mean, they've already they've already rigged the fucking system and turned it on its head where they accuse you of, um, you know, tax fraud or something. And you have to prove your innocence. You're not innocent until proven guilty in tax court. You're guilty and you have to prove your innocence. And I mean, my God, I don't know how far back they can go. I, I don't know what the statute of limitations on any of this shit is. I'd be surprised if there ever was one. But like, think of think of what they could fucking do to you and how expensive and time consuming it would be to defend yourself. Now, if you're one of these fucking millionaires or billionaires, you just have a fucking team of lawyers that can tie it up in court. Like Donald Trump hasn't produced this fucking tax return in seven, eight years. Like they, they're just going to go back and forth. It's going to cost them a fortune to try to get a few thousand dollars of extra taxes. That that doesn't work out. They're going to come after you and me and everybody in between that doesn't have a, a you know, a, a army of accountants and lawyers at their disposal. And they'll dude, they will just go into your fucking bank account and take money. No, they'll just do it. They did it to my fucking sister and they were wrong. They overdrew my sister's bank. I know I've talked about this on the show, but it's fucking outrageous. They, my, my dad was still claiming her as a dependent. They're like, you owe us, ta- you owe us like, I don't know, several thousands of dollars. They just went into her bank account and took it. And then it was like, uh, what the fuck? My bank account's overdrawn. And it's like, oh yeah, we took it because you owe us this in taxes. And then it's like, then you start the process of proving to them that you don't. That's how they fucking operate. And they can garnish your wages. They can freeze your fucking bank accounts. They can freeze your assets. Uh, This is a fucking nightmare. It's the least American thing I could possibly imagine. And the fact that we have people in this country that will go to bat for this agency and this this style of government and this, this way of living is disgusting. It's absolutely disgusting. I can't think of anything less American than fucking carrying water for an agency that just goes around taking money from people and you're guilty until proven innocent. Yeah. It is the least American thing ever. Like, and the whole, the whole thing was based around, it was supposed to be temporary. The really fucked up thing is the original income tax was, uh, was to fund the civil war, like a war that they never should have been involved in to begin with. Um, I mean everything about northern aggression. <laughs> you're damn right. Is a we we could go into the history of that, but like everything about taxation is complete and total bullshit. And yet here we are with eighty-seven thousand new agents that are going to be coming on, so that they can continue to rake us over the coals a little bit harder. And people cucking for them. 
uh, I couldn't imagine being a cuck for the IRS. Be like, oh yeah, no, they're just going to do their, you know, if you paid your taxes, you have nothing to worry about. What the fuck are you talking about? Have you ever seen the goddamn tax code? It's like 7,000 pages long. These people, and I guarantee you, not one of these motherfuckers that are sticking up for this bill and the IRS and people should pay their fair share have never read 7,000 pages of anything in their entire life, let alone tax code. Have you ever tried to do your own fucking taxes and you click on the thing that links you to the part of the tax code and you read this gibberish and it means absolutely nothing. You need an army of fucking accountants to go through this. And that's just the actual tax code. There's another like 70,000 pages of bullshit uh, IRS regulations and things. They could find something to go after you for. There, you know, line 36, page 437, paragraph three says this. And you didn't do that when you made this minuscule transaction four years ago. Where's the receipt? Why did you do this? Why did you do that? Like document that. Okay, well, here's the fine. You can just pay it or we can go to court and, and you can pay hundreds of thousands of dollars trying to defend yourself and probably lose anyway. It's a fucking shakedown. It's a fucking shakedown. Hey guys, today's show is brought to you by our friends over at Lorenzotti Coffee. You know them well by now. They are our oldest and longest running sponsor. We love these guys. We love their premium Italian coffee that they deliver right to your door. So do yourself a favor. Get your mornings started right with the taste of freedom. Go to lorenzotti.coffee and use promo code FICTION so they know I sent you. And you'll get 10% off your order. That's Lorenzotti, L-O-R-E as in Edward, N as in Nancy, Z as in Zebra, O-T-T-I dot coffee. Promo code FICTION. Get all of your coffee and coffee supplies from these guys. And not only are they fans of the show, but they've gone above and beyond the call of duty as a sponsor. So go order some coffee, order an espresso machine, get a coffee grinder, do it all at lorenzotti.coffee, promo code fiction. All right. Yeah. I mean, this is a, this is a blatant fucking shakedown. The, the idea that you have nothing to worry about from the IRS, as long as you honestly do your taxes is absurd. Like even if uh, you do do everything right, you still have to prove it. As I said, and by the way, how the fuck does anybody know that, you know, it's anybody's guess what you actually owe in taxes. There's a reason why this code is 7,000 pages long. They want it convoluted. They want it impossible to understand. They want, they want to keep you in the dark so that they can come after you whenever they fucking feel like it. Whenever they need to strong arm you a little bit, they can just come after you. That's why they don't teach you any of this in their government schools. Nothing. You think there might be one class in the 20 fucking years that they kidnap you. It's like, well, you're going to have to do this for the rest of your life. And if you get it wrong, we can throw you in a cage. So here's how you do it. No, nothing, nothing. And the and the IRS thing is like, it's just the tip of the iceberg with this whole Inflation Reduction Act. Like on top of all of that, there's also the fact that it's more it's more of a spending bill for green energy and all this other stuff. So so on top of now you're a lot more likely to get audited. You're also going to see your energy costs go up because all of this green green energy initiative that they're going to push with adding all of this stuff through this bill. Um, corporate greed is not the reason that energy costs are up right now. It's because of I, I've actually talked about this on at least one episode of my own show and a couple times on our morning show. Uh, there was this big push over the last eight years or so to replace otherwise perfectly functional coal and nuclear plants up and down the Mississippi River with uh, with wind turbines and solar farms. But the wind turbines and the solar farms can't keep up with the demand. So that's what's, that's what's driving all of the energy shortages. And it's what's also pushing the cost up. So the, they're going to just keep pushing more of this stuff out. It's going to strain the energy grid and it's going to add more cost. And none of it's actually environmentally friendly. So like the, the, the bullshit that goes into the idea of this green energy being environmentally friendly. Okay. Yeah. It uses wind and solar. Uh, it's not burning coal. 
but everything else about the way they go about producing these things is the antithesis of environmentally and uh, friendly and and sound like yeah i know and it's like oh god it's so frustrating to watch them do this too it's just another version of a honeypot for them to you know to suck off of and you know this this idea that you have to force us to be more energy efficient is insane like you when you have something that's better and easier and greener and everything like that people will just do it because it's better it's cheaper it's easier and it's better for the environment like everybody wants the environment to be great like we all have to live on the planet uh, some of us just realize that uh putting bernie sanders in charge of it is not going to make anything better that guy's destroyed everything he's fucking ever touched did you see bernie sanders comments on the on the bill i mean he voted oh, for it, but he, yeah, he said it wasn't gonna. He's like, suppose you put in like quotations or something like it. This won't do anything to reduce inflation, but I still voted for it. Yeah, I thought that was interesting. Um, yeah, because the even the Congressional Budget Office, which is basically just a bullshit agency where you submit your, you know, you come up with these ridiculous models and you're like, here are our assumptions. Um, are are the conclusions that we've drawn based off of our bullshit assumptions correct? And they're like, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so yeah, but they said, yeah, it's not going to affect it at all. And it will because it's a $794 billion that they're sending out into circulation, plus all the you know ancillary things that go into it. But like this idea that the government needs to force us to use alternative energy the only reason they have to force us is because they don't work or they don't work as well as what we have right now. It's really that simple. When, when somebody does come up with a, an alternative source of energy that is uh, more efficient and, and cheaper and does everything that, you know, all this dirty coal is supposed to do, people will just start using it. We didn't have to be forced to use anything else that was an improvement. Anything else, like think of like computers and cell phones and cars over horses, like all this stuff. We didn't have to be fucking, they didn't, the government didn't need to like write down laws and start funding car companies and giving them a bunch of subsidies and shit in order to get people to drive the, the car over the horse and buggy. No, no, it, it, people just did it because it was better. It was exponentially better. So fucking stupid. Well, and go, I guess backtracking a little bit that it just occurred to me we're spending another 80 billion to uh fund all of this irs expansion why didn't they just end world hunger twice like that's oh, shit i uh, forgot that we could have done that with 40 billion yeah that's offensive they could have ended world hunger twice and instead they're gonna audit you well, isn't that just like the the greatest uh, aspect of this whole fucking system is like we're going to steal your money and we're going to create this armed force to steal more of your money and you're going to pay for it. You get to pay for the privilege of your fucking financial ass raping that's coming down the pike. Yeah. Yeah. This is a great system. Sign me up for that. That's why they need our tacit consent. And it's always implied because nobody in their right fucking mind would sign up for that. Nobody's like, yeah, you know, take 40% of everything that I make my entire life and then another half after I die and then uh, take some of that money and create an armed force to come and harass me year after year to make sure that they've stolen enough money from me. Yeah, yeah, that that's what the fuck is going on here, man. This is so ridiculous. And uh, like the propaganda is incredible. It's incredible that this even has to be um, like argued against. <laughs> why would anybody go for this? And why do you think that they always have to pitch it as, oh, don't worry. They're only going for the 2%. They're only going for the 1%. Because nobody would, there, there'd be no popular support for this. If, if all of these fucking useful idiots out there thought that oh, the 87,000 agents are coming after me. They will. It'll just be too late by the time they realize it. That's why they yeah. always pitch it as, oh, we're going after this guy. Don't worry. It's not going to, it's not for you. Yeah. Yeah. How, how many people are there that make are in like, ha- well, that's the point. It would be like, there'd be like a thousand agents per billionaire or something like, that. <laughs> like what? 
There's not that many rich people. You don't need 87,000 new agents to, to audit them. And, and what I'm trying to remember what the, the way they were pitching it. I, I don't understand the logic behind the reason that inflation is as high as it is, is because billionaires are dodging paying taxes. What? How, how does that even make sense? Yeah, well, and that's the other thing. Like, They act as if the reason they're not spending money is because they're not taking enough in, in taxes or something like that. Like, I guess this will put a, a huge dent in the budget deficits because over the next 10 years, I think I saw Robert Reich's fucking retard ass talking about this, like $1.7 trillion or something over 10 years is what they expect to get from the extra auditing um extra uh harassment and robbing of the american people what what you know one point something call it 1.7 trillion over 10 years that i'm sorry is nothing even that if that doesn't die. even cover that doesn't even cover what we sent to ukraine this week <laughs> if you prorate it out yeah i mean like dude over the next 10 years they're going to spend 70 plus trillion dollars easily easily that if not more like if they just froze spending where where it is now it would be close to 70 trillion so the idea that they're you know they're coming up with this force to close the gap by 1.7 that is ridiculous that is what was the what was the the statistic on it It is like they could they could confiscate a hundred percent of the wealth of every billionaire in the u.s today and it would only run the government for like a couple of eight, weeks, I think. Yeah, eight weeks, I think, is what it was. Like they they could run the government for eight weeks based on if they confiscated a hundred percent of every billionaire's wealth today. Like, yeah, yeah. This is the the problem is not what they're taking in in taxes, and that doesn't have any bearing on what they spend. I wish it did. I wish they only spent what they taxed. That would be a, a you know a step in the right direction, but. As we've seen, we've had trillion dollar deficits for the last few years. We had a $3 trillion deficit in 2020, something like that. Like, it's crazy what they're fucking spending. And the idea that the problem is that, you know, uh, you you had like a $600 Venmo payment. That really fucking grinds their gears. You can't be doing that. That's the problem. I mean, I guess to some extent I get it. I do a, I do a significant amount of business over paypal and venmo just because it's it's easy and you don't have to deal with a lot of bullshit and uh if you set it up correctly you do it between it's between friends and family and stuff like that and so um even venmo and paypal don't hit you with a bunch of extra fees and stuff as long as you set your accounts up right so it i i guess i get it but at the same time like we're talking six hundred dollars like is it are you really missing out on so much money off of those? Well, like, yeah, it's the minuscule transactions that, you know, it's the, the desperation is it, it just reeks of desperation. Like the Donald Trump stuff does like these, this is what they do when the empire is collapsing. Like they fucking try to squeeze every fucking drop out of, out of the population. And they're going to come after you for every little fucking petty thing. And I just can't, I, I don't know. I'm I, it, like, just get out of this country. I don't know what to tell you. Um, there, there is no fucking way I'm hanging around the U S anymore. I, I'm going to do everything I can to get out of there. I'm just staying as rural as I can and stockpiling weapons, ammunition and goats and chickens. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but I mean, like I said, they have such a stranglehold on the financial system that no matter like, you know, unless you're going to do cryptocurrency stuff, which even that they can kind of get their fucking tentacles into. They can get you. They'll just get you, you know, like they will just go to your I mean, they're in bed with the banks. They'll just go to Chase and be like, yeah, take all this. Give me this guy's money. And they'll be like, all right, take it. It, you know, it gives you an appreciation for the grandparents and great grandparents who just buried money in cans all over the property. Like, I feel like I need to start digging. 
Yeah, well, the problem with that is inflation's going to be running at fucking 20% pretty soon, regardless of the, the most recent bullshit number that they came out with. Was that today? Let's, was, yeah, let's yesterday. let's kind of start wrapping it up on that. The uh, the July numbers, zero new inflation for the month of July. Uh, there's yeah. some pretty sketchy math involved in getting to that zero, but I can't. they just uh, stopped it right in their tracks. It was that easy. So I don't know what anybody was worried about. <laughs> it really is just fucking unbelievable. Like I don't have the the bullshit CPI numbers yet, but if you want to use the jobs numbers that came out last week as any indication as to the kind of games that they are playing with these numbers, we can go through that really quickly. So the the jobs numbers, this was a big surprise last week. This is uh why the markets didn't like completely fucking uh tank or anything. The the headline number um was that the U.S. added 528,000 jobs last month. So of those 528,000 jobs, let's just, so there's there's basically um, these things that they do to massage these numbers. They call them, uh, there's two different ones that they really used on this. They leaned pretty hard on seasonal adjustments, which is like, you know, Uh, A lot of like retail industries, they hire a lot of people for the holidays and things. So they might see a lot of job growth in November and December, but no job growth in like June or July or something like that. And so they sort of, they, you know, they average it out and, and space it throughout the month so that it's, it's a little smoother, you know, the, um, let's see, God, this screen is driving me crazy. Okay. So um, the seasonal adjustments for July. Um, were negative 65,000. Uh, oh, July of 2021. So last year, the seasonal adjustments that they used for last month was uh, minus 65,000 jobs. The seasonal adjustments for July 2022, this past month, was positive 287,000 jobs. <laughs> so I don't know what happened. I mean, that's a lot of climate change. From July 2021 to July 2022, that's what is that? 352,000 job difference uh, based on seasonal adjustments. So coming from different industries that are very seasonal, that doesn't make any fucking sense. Like you don't you don't change year over year. Your your seasonal um, hiring needs don't change year over year like that. Like that's right. No, it would, it would change from like July to December, like December, right. you would make an adjustment uh, that would differ from July, but July to July should be pretty, pretty similar. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The other, um, the other thing that they do, it's called this, uh, they have this model, it's called the birth death model. So every year there are companies that go into business and go out of business. And they can't really figure out how many businesses die every year and how many businesses are born. And so they come up with this model and they basically just guess. So of the, um, of those, remember this is 528,000 jobs. So 287,000 of that was one seasonal adjustment, which is, they literally just write that in, you know, they're just like, we just think 280 said, they're just putting this into a spreadsheet. So the rest of these jobs, uh, mm -mm, they created another uh, another 85,000 jobs last month through the birth death model. So that's, again, they're just like, we think that 85,000 jobs were created. So that's a total. uh, So if you take the the full seasonal adjustment difference, the 287,000 plus the 65,000 negative from the year before, and the 85,000, you get 437,000 jobs. <laughs> so um, 82% of the jobs that everybody was going crazy about last week were completely made up, completely fabricated on a fucking spreadsheet. Totally speculative. Just, hey, we think this. So here it is. Right. Well, we that's have another problem. Just- yeah. When you have these models, like the birth death model, it's based on assumptions that you make. And if you think for whatever reason that the economy is a lot stronger than it is, that's going to, that bias is going to be built into your model. So if you think that we're not in a recession, you'll be like, yeah, we created this many jobs, but we actually are in a recession. So chances are we didn't. 
The other um, crazy thing about these numbers, so they do two different um, they do two different surveys, right? They have uh, or two different job reports. The one is the household survey, and one is called the non-farm payrolls. Now, the household survey is based on um, actual people's jobs. <laughs> the non-farm payrolls is again just like they just make this stuff up based on assumptions. So the um, since May of 2022, the non-farm payroll um, has shown that the economy created nearly a million jobs, 926,000 jobs since May of 2022. The household survey, which is the actual jobs that like were created, do you care to guess what this number is? I'm willing to bet it's not anywhere even remotely close to that. <laughs> 136,000. So 926 is what they, you know, the headline they run with, the non-farm payrolls. But the actual number of jobs was 136,000 created over that same time period. It's, dude, they are, they are so full of shit on every level. Strongest of, economy ever. Right. Yeah. And that's, I mean, that's why this is a joke because everybody has to live through this economy and you know, when, when they're lying by this much, when they're saying they created a million jobs and they created one tenth of that, it's like, dude, come on, let's get serious here. Let's get serious. Inflation didn't go up at all this past month. Okay. What, what, what was in the basket? Do you think? And what did they drop out of the basket? Well, they got rid of clearly everything where the price went up. The, 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 one big, the one big thing that I saw in some of those numbers is because uh, the price of fuel went down by 11%, that like offset basically everything else. Like everything else that went up over the course of the month of July was completely offset by the fact that fuel prices went down by 11%. Yeah. So, that, so that means it's a net zero inflation for the month right yeah yeah and i wonder how much weight they put to that uh to the energy cost. like dude you can massage these numbers to say anything that you want but the reality is the the american people actually have to go to the store you have to continually put food on your table um, more often than you actually have to put gas in your car to be honest and dude the price of everything is going through the roof the the dollar is becoming less and less valuable in America abroad. It's still doing pretty well, which is interesting. Um, I don't know how much longer that trend is going to hold up. Where um, you know, if you go to other countries like Mexico, your your dollar still goes a, a a pretty pretty long way. But inside America, like you can't escape that. Like you can't just like fly down. You can fly down to Mexico, get your teeth worked on, get your uh, your wisdom teeth pulled or get an operation or something, but you're not going to fly down there to get a haircut or like to buy groceries or something like that, that, that economics doesn't add up. So the, this economy is a fucking disaster. And the government knows, I think that they are in the last throes of this bullshit experiment that they've been jerking us around with for the last a uh, hundred, couple hundred years. And uh, they are going for broke. They're, you know, raiding presidents, uh, former residences or whatever. They are adding $80 billion to the IRS when we're supposed to be like cutting back on spending. Like this is going to pay dividends 10 years down the road. Um, green energy boondoggles. They are raiding these, you know, they're just whatever's left, whatever's not nailed down. They're going to take it before this, uh, this whole fucking house of cars just comes tumbling down. And I would, dude, I would just get out of Dodge. I don't know. Um, I, I'm going to do everything I can to avoid the U.S. Like, I mean, yeah, I guess they can audit me. But I think the next, I think the next five or six years is going to be pretty interesting. Um, to a, to give the little plug, I for my show for today went through what I think the next couple of years in the next five or six years is going to look like in terms of the politics of the U S and the world. And uh, I think it, 
even if I'm completely wrong and everything, it's still going to be really interesting what happens over the next few years with the way all of this uh, plays out because like the inflation stuff and the economy and the in going into the tank, uh, like none of that gets fixed in the next, you know, 12 to 18 months. Like this is stuff that we are going to live with for a minimum of five years. So the direction that everything goes from here, it's going to be, it's going to be fucking nuts. Um, and who comes out ahead and, and actually seizes power through all of this is is going to be kind of the the tail of the tape for for the next several years yeah yeah and i think it's a you know it's a big opportunity for libertarians to um condition people to to understand what the the, the causes of these problems are what the solutions are because th- this is this thing is collapsing I don't know how much more the, you know, the Republican, the right side of America is going to bend over and take this shit, this fucking bullshit from Democrats like this. This is outrageous from their perspective. And I I think they've had it. I really think they fucking had it. And, you know, civil war, peaceful, um, you know, a peaceful divorce or something like that. But like they're they're actually talking about abolishing federal agencies, which is refreshing. And we really need to seize on this opportunity to make sure that we go the route of abolishing rather than, you know, uh, consolidating and expanding on government programs like the the way that the Alexandria Ocasio-Cortezes of the world are going to push us. It's like, oh, well, we should just have like single payer nationalize this and nationalize that. No, no, that will be an unmitigated disaster, even more so than this uh, failed experiment of sort of being half in, half out this mixed economy. And uh, this is a, you know, government is a cancer. And the more of it you have, the, you know, the faster you're going to die. So we need to remove all of the cancer. It, like you don't just go in there and take a little piece and you leave some because, you know, you're just used to it or you can't envision life without the rest of the, with all of this cancer gone and just get rid of it, get rid of all of it. You'll be amazed. You know, you know, a little bit of fucking rehab after that, you know, bit of a grace period, getting back into the swing of things. And then you'll be healthier than ever before. And that's the that's what we have to get the American people to realize. Like, there's a lot of people that are that want more IRS agents, and I just don't know how to fucking deal with those people. I don't have the patience for it. I don't. I can't get into their mindset. That's like the Hans Hermann Hoppe helicopter ride, as far as I'm concerned. You want more IRS agents? Okay, yeah. Let me let me take you for a little ride over here. I'll take you to the land of the IRS. Matt is what must be done. Yeah, I I don't know what else to do with those. Those people are too far gone, man. That's impossible. I just can't wait for the IRS to come after them, though. That's going to be the funny thing is because it is it will be weaponized against uh, political enemies or dissidents at first, but it won't take long before it's weaponized against all it's of them as well. Like it's going to be like what all of these conservatives are going through, realizing that like the NSA and the FBI can turn against them and throw them in fucking cages. And it will, it will be turned around on every single one of these cucks for the IRS saying, Oh, I have nothing to worry about. I pay my taxes. No. Okay. We'll see. We'll see about that. And uh, yeah, well, I guess we'll leave it there. I know you got to get going. So anything you need to plug? Oh, I gave mine. All right. And yeah. Oh, I do have a, well, I have an event coming up in November. I'll be speaking at something out here in uh, Puerto Vallarta. I don't know if anybody's going to fly down for that. I'm still working on the super spreader event, but I think we're getting close to a resolution on that. So stay tuned. Become a supporting listener of the show. I will link to that in the description. Um, make sure you hide as many assets from these fucking IRS agents as you can. Get out of the get out of the country. This this is a sinking ship. That's all I can say. And keep listening to this podcast. And until uh, next time, what's Friday? We're gonna do Friday or Saturday, something like that. We can do Friday. We got a happy hour Friday too. Yeah, we do. We sure do. And boy, could I use a drink. 
Until then, you guys know the deal. Just keep on peddling that so-called fiction. Peace.